Hi, Elke. So it's really good that you've had time to give us some advice on portfolios. So if you want to give us a short introduction of yourself. Yeah. Hello, everybody. So my name is Ilkka Leino. I'm a generalist artist working at Supercell. I've been in the industry for about four and a half years now. All of those years at Supercell. I used to work in Kajani University of Applied Sciences before that. And uh, that lasted for about four years. I also did some exchange studies in Britain. So I have technically been doing something game art related for about eight and a half years now. What do you think is the best amount of pieces to show in a game artist's portfolio? So the number of uh, pieces in your portfolio can vary a little bit. The main thing is that uh, you're trying to impress your employer or the future employer in this case. So you should not have bad pieces in your portfolio, but you still need to showcase your skills and that you can consistently make good pictures. So mm -hmm. I would say I, I have seen portfolios with like 20 to 30 awesome pieces. And yep. if you have that many works, go wild with them in your portfolio. Yep. Um, but I would say that the minimum amount, of, minimum amount of pieces you should have there is like four to six. But uh, you should not put like uh, 20 to 30 images in a portfolio if some of them are yeah. bad. Because I have seen good portfolios that were sort of, yeah. uh, that looked good at first, but then we uh, went through all the different pictures and pieces in there and uh, we started encountering some old works that the artist had put in his portfolio like uh, four years ago or something and they were just not as good quality as the newer ones so it sort yeah. of made the whole portfolio look worse than it would have looked otherwise and it didn't need to have that many pieces so I would say the more pieces you have the better but minimum four to six in my opinion. What skills do you think are the most important to have in a portfolio? If you look in a general sense to a 2D or 3D artist in order to get noticed? Well, uh, technical know-how is obviously a must. You need yeah. to, if you're making a 2D portfolio, you need to know how to draw well. And if you're making a 3D portfolio, you need to know how to model well and preferably yeah. how to make good materials and whatnot. Yeah. But for 2D portfolios, I probably, would for, Oh, what I pay attention to is if the candidate has an eye for things, like does he have he or she have uh, interesting designs, some concepts of their own mm -hmm. and uh, such. And for 3D portfolios, I'm interested in, like, uh, in their topology of their models. Like mm -hmm. if they're making a hard surface model, I would like to see the topology. Same for the characters. Like... Uh, like I, I often see portfolios, 3D portfolios, where the guy is like a super talented sculptor. He's yeah. brilliant in ZBrush, mm. but he doesn't show he or she. He doesn't show like a, any low poly work or any topology. So mm. I actually don't know if the guy can make like a model that works in game, or yes. if if he's just like a super talented sculptor. So that's something I'm personally always a little bit curious about. Sometimes for 2D portfolios, uh, you can sometimes, how would I say it? You can sometimes see the excitement and motivation of the person through his, his or her work. Mm. Like uh, if, the, if the portfolio is full of, say, some pretty good croquis drawings or some practice works, like uh, the guy has been uh, copying photos or something like, yeah, it shows that you know how to draw. It shows that you have the technical skills but it doesn't really show the kind of, the kind of passion and burn that we, or 
that we require in the games industry. Yeah, yeah. Some, kind of, some kind of concepts or ideas of your own, or maybe some, or maybe you are, maybe you really like a certain style that you can showcase in a portfolio through your works. These kind of things are always really interesting because just technically good works by themselves are not that interesting if your portfolio is comprised only of those. But would you say if an artist applies to a generally a casual games company, it's better that they have casual games style in the portfolio as opposed to, you know, a different style that isn't so appealing to that company? Yeah, it definitely helps to have, uh, to have those stylized assets and pieces in your portfolio. Yep. It definitely helps to show that uh, you understand the style and you can adapt and you can make stylized stuff for mobile and all that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't focus too much on like fine tuning your portfolio towards a certain employer. Of course, you can do that. You can put like a few pieces, maybe two, mm-hmm. three pieces in your portfolio that yeah. match the employer's style. Yeah. If you want, but I wouldn't focus too much on that. I would just show your core skills, what mm-hmm. you can do, your best mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have some, something extra, like uh, if you are a character artist and you have a little bit of 3D knowledge, I would yeah. show some character concepts in a portfolio mm-hmm. and then show a little bit of 3D. Not, mm-hmm. Don't go wild uh, mm-hmm. with it because, people, because if it's poor 3D, it will make your whole portfolio look worse. The image that I provided to you, um, and it's actually by an artist from Remedy, where um, he suggests you should focus somewhere between what you want to do and what the industry wants, and you should focus in the middle somewhere. Um, do you agree with that comment um, at all? To a certain extent, yes. Yeah. It's okay. a tricky question, in my opinion, because mm. uh, how I view this is that... Uh, if you want to become a games artist, it probably means that you are really passionate about games and art. Mm. And you probably have something that you really like to do and you want to do. And the competition in these industries can be pretty fierce. Mm. So it's a tricky question, in my opinion, because uh, of course you should be able to do what the industry needs. Mm. But the competition is so fierce that you also need to be like a really talented guy. You really you need to be able to make like top-notch images. Mm-hmm. So, and of course you can make, the best way to make those is if you focus on what you like. But uh, it's a tricky one. To a certain extent, I agree with it, that you mm-hmm. should kind of find a balance between what you want to do and what the companies need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to a certain extent it's true, but I have some doubts about it. What are the common faults that you see generally yourself in uh, 3D or 2D applicants' portfolios? What would you say is a definite no-no, so, not, uh, so definitely avoid when you're actually putting your portfolio together? Let's say that uh, you are really good at making characters and vehicles, for example, yeah. but you want to show some variety, so you are putting some props and environments there as well, mm-hmm. but you are not an environment artist and you might not even be that interested in environments. So then you put some poor quality environments in a portfolio. It makes the whole thing look bad. Yeah. So I would focus on something instead mm-hmm. of trying to uh, like uh, appease everybody by showing that, yeah, yeah, I can do everything. That's pretty much the biggest thing. Like uh, you're trying to show, you're trying to show too many pieces at once and the 
quality varies too much. For example, in my case, when I joined Supercell, I was essentially a painter guy. I yeah. was painting creature and monster concepts. That was my main thing. But yeah. I also knew like uh, basics of 3D. So I had a couple of 3D pieces in my own portfolio just to show that, hey, guys, I can make 3D too, but it's not my main thing. Most yeah. of my portfolio is just these painted monsters and creatures. Would you recommend that students get traditional background in, for example, painting, color, and drawing? Do you think that that foundation would actually help them when they start to make game graphics digitally? I think it's not mandatory, okay. but, uh, but, as, but I think it would definitely help. Like I personally think, I feel like uh, I should have some kind of formal art training or education. I have none. I'm mostly self-taught plus whatever we were taught at school in Kajani. Yeah. But I feel like it would have definitely benefited me if I had some traditional art training yes. or education. Is it so that generally the roles now, they're mostly 3D? Do you have any 2D roles at your company or is it mainly 3D generalists that they look for? Well, we are focusing on 3D generalists, mm -hmm. which, well, which practically means that we hope that you can draw and paint as well, but we are focusing mm -hmm. on 3D. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we have any guys who do only 2D. Yes. Yeah, so we are focusing on 3D, but 2D always helps. Yeah. And about regarding to like the software that uh, students learn or, or beginners learn in, do you think nowadays it actually matters? Like I'm guessing if a student's really good in Blender and they go for an interview, it doesn't necessarily mean they, uh, of course, they might have to retrain to the in-house software. But in your opinion, does it really matter what software the students train in? No. No. no, I don't think it matters at all. Like, if you can model, you can model. If you can yes. draw, you can draw. It doesn't yeah. matter if you can draw in Photoshop or if you can draw in Painter. If you have the eye for it, if you know how to, how to draw it, you, yeah. It, yeah. It, the software doesn't really matter. Yeah. And uh, all the 3D software, they do more or less the same things. They just, yeah, they, are, they just have some nuanced differences and some software are better at, like, modeling. Some software are better at materials and texturing and whatnot some are better at rendering and they have better lighting and whatnot but they all do more or less the same thing so the software doesn't really matter so say that you're you're a complete beginner and you you want to do your first mini project in order to start building your portfolio what would you suggest a beginner from scratch would actually start to create in order to build a portfolio that eventually they can apply to a job with I kind of feel like uh, that's a little bit the wrong way to approach the matter. Okay. So I kind of feel like you should have some kind of burn or passion for the industry and for your own field and subject so that you kind mm -hmm. of work on those things like uh, even during your free time and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I kind of feel like uh, building your portfolio for somebody else or for a certain company might not be the best approach mm -hmm. uh, but so would you yeah would you would you recommend for example that they start by attending game jams and things like that to kind of learn ah, that's what you mean yeah definitely game jams are a really good way to yeah. like uh, uh to gain some knowledge mm -hmm. um, of 
game development. We used to do that a lot when we mm. were studying, and it helped because if you are go, uh, if you make game projects from start to finish, you just get the general idea of what it's like, mm-hmm. and uh, it brings that that certainty when talking about portfolios and what should be in the portfolios, what should not be in the portfolios. Yeah, I think the most important thing is that you personally need to be passionate about what you do. Can you recommend any resources that have really helped you during your early career to improve your skills? Yeah, of course. Like I think online or internet is full of great resources that you can use to learn. Uh, for example, when I was uh, practicing painting and drawing, uh, I used a lot of YouTube. I watched a lot of cool painting and drawing videos on YouTube. And uh, I used some uh, art forums, for example, conceptart.org. I used that extensively like uh, years and years ago. I participated in weekly contests there, mostly creature of the week contests because I loved doing those. And uh, I had my own sketchbook there where I posted some of my, uh, my practice work. I copied a lot of photographs in, in an attempt to learn color and lighting and become just more comfortable with painting and drawing in general. And I feel like those worked great. Thank you, Ilka, for sharing your tips and tricks for breaking into the games industry as an artist. You're welcome.